What up, what up, what up? You're now tuned into another episode of the Intellectual Property Podcast. I am your host, Dallas Alexis. Got a very, very, very special episode for you today. This is a uh, part of my uh, Women's History Month uh, sessions or series, I should say. And I got the beautiful Yamoria Wright. Hello. What's up? What's up? What's up? Miss Right on Time. <laughs> that what, is my Instagram handle. What up? What up? How you doing? <laughs> I'm well. I'm well. I'm really, really grateful to be here. Good, Thank good, 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 good. Definitely yeah. happy to see. Last time I saw you, mm-hmm. uh, we were kicking it. We were at the Urban Web Summit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. slash Hip Hop Film Festival. Yes, we were. Yeah. So that's about, was it eight months ago? No. Probably over, yeah. yeah. About eight months ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was summertime. Mm-hmm. It was nice outside. Mm-hmm. Not like it is today. <laughs> Weather's crazy. Yeah. Um, how you been since then? Oh my God, busy. Busy is good. Very busy. Um, And actually, you know, most recently, we can talk about that a little bit later, but most recently, trying to find that balance with um, self care. Okay. Which is, but but very busy. It's been very fruitful since then. Okay. Um, That was our first. Festival, my first festival, not attending, but for my series. Okay. Um, so we've had a fruitful festival season. We're back at it. And things are picking up nicely. Things lately. are picking up nicely. We're going to get to that. Yeah. Gonna... So I've been, I've been, I've been, been, being. Been, being. That's good. Now you said self care. Mm-hmm. And now this is, uh, you know, the uh, Women's History Month mm-hmm. um, that we're uh, celebrating right now. Um, mm-hmm. Self care. Like, give me some self care. Tips and some stuff that you've been doing. So for self-care. me, this is not an ad, but for me, I have been. I was re- so around. Actually, when I had last seen you, I mm-hmm. was regularly going to Orange Theory Fitness. Okay, um, yeah, and they're national. They're I think they're actually international. But anyways, um, I have always had like an on and off again journey with fitness. Okay. Um, I always find something else more important to me than fitness, even though I always feel great afterwards. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, Orange Theory is one of the only fitness classes, courses, lifestyles, whatever you want to call it, that has that I was able to do like to the point of like six days a week could have gone seven if it wasn't too sore. You know, okay. I'm really, really passionate about it. So that's my self-care. Also, um, limiting my social media, oh, trying man. to trying it's to hard, be more. Right? It is hard. It's hard <laughs> because that's how we conduct our business now. Yeah. All of a sudden it went from like just fun stuff to like entire DMs that were business, you know, Absolutely. related. Like it's it's alongside emails. You check your DMs and your emails, you know. Yeah. So it's changing. Um so but limiting it. Not I'm not in a place where I feel that it is um wise for me career wise to just be like I'm not on it at all. Yeah. I don't have enough people <laughs> to yeah. manage my brand. Yeah. But I will say that just limiting it per day gotcha. is 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 are the steps that I can take. And maybe take some days off, but really I can't I can't too much right now afford to be completely removed from it. Gotcha. Self self care is key. Self care is key. Self care yeah. is key. Boundaries. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna get into social media too, like mm-hmm. how like um, having a very, very active and and, and creative mm-hmm. social media is, is very, again, key and essential to kind of like being successful in whatever you're doing right now is mm-hmm. the thing. But, but kind of cycling off and kind of like taking those, um, uh, getting off of uh, social media sometimes mm-hmm. um, helps. Mm-hmm. But um, who is Yamoria Wright? <laughs> who is she? I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out as well. Um, who is Yamoria Wright? I am a, first of all, I am a daughter. I am a sister. Um, I am a friend. Um, but more than anything, I think that I am a soul here that is, I'm love. I'm, I'm here to, um, I'm, I'm discovering, rediscovering, because I think I knew it as a little girl, mm-hmm. um, that I'm here to spread love and okay. to use art and my creativity to introduce people to new ways of seeing the world and each other. Okay. Um, and I'm just one of many vessels that's contributing to that. That's what I think. I'm a vessel of love and creativity. So yeah. flowery. I'm from California. Nah. I can't oh. help it. From California, originally. I am from, California. I am from, I'm from the Bay. Bay Get area. out of here. What city? San Jose. 
So nice. Silicon Valley, to be exact. Oh, okay, so you be getting hyphy and all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You put some hyphy music on. You'll uh, like, don't ghost- do it right now because I'll just, <laughs> I can't help it. It's in my blood. You be ghost riding the whip Yo, and all that. Yo, I don't be ghost riding the, rip, the whip, but I, <laughs> but I just, when I first moved out here, I've been out here for six years. When I first moved yeah. out here, I was, and I still to this day, I just don't play hyphy out here. No offense, y'all, but some of y'all out here be two stepping to hyphy. And I'm like, how don't you feel? <laughs> like, it is a natural response. You hear yeah. it? It's like yeah. call and response. Like, you hear it in your body does something like gets wild yeah. people just be like two-stepping or, you gotta gr- turn or up grinding to i'm like that's not what you do to hyphy yeah, what turn is up. happening you turn up. yeah you turn up. how long you been high almost six years six years this is my sixth year nice so but to be exact september will mark six. okay so you know you need a uh, uh, five consecutive years to be considered an official new yorker so yeah i'm past that yes you're i am good. past that you're mark good. you're official mm-hmm. i'm official, you're official. Mm-hmm. what um what prompted the 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 migration from California to New York. Yeah, so I um, was so it was, I was four years out of undergrad. That would put me at two. I always get confused about my years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my schooling is all coming into one thing. 2013. Um, I was working at Google at the time. I was a receptionist. Oh, yes, Silicon I was. Valley. Yeah, 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 yeah. Headquarters. Okay. I sure was. Um, I was working at Google. I was a receptionist there. I was doing regional theater. I was very, actually, in, in hindsight, I was a very blessed actress. Okay. I was working at Google, which means, yes, I was getting all the free food, all the perks. We had, I didn't actually ever really see many celebrities because I was a receptionist and I would, it would always be like off my lunch period, but having that energy there, like it's, it was big energy. Google was making a lot of changes. Yeah. Um, and I was doing regional theater, doing musicals and plays. I, I got to a point where I like, I wasn't even auditioning anymore. I was just being called in for stuff. Like I was popping and I didn't even realize it, okay. but there was still something that was missing. So in March of 2013, mm-hmm, uh, that's exactly six years ago from this time. Um, I was feeling really low. Like okay. I, it, they call it, I forgot what they call it. Um, I like called it the Willy Wonka. I called it the Willy, Willy Wonka effect mm-hmm. because I felt like, we had everything as adults. I had everything as an adult there. I had my free food. I had I had all these perks in my life, mm-hmm. right? Um, and at the time, I was living with my family, so I didn't pay rent. I had all these perks in my life. But there was something that was missing. Okay. And I was four years. I was approaching my fourth year out of undergrad. I went to Santa Clara University. Mm-hmm. And I went to see The Mountaintop. My friend Brandon Jackson, who also directed me, The Color Purple, was directing it. And I went to see that play. And A Change Is Gonna Come, Sam Cooke uh, was, was playing you know, pre-show music. Uh-oh. I was sitting by myself flipping through the playbill and I kept seeing, I was reading the actors bios of which there's two, but the team, you know, the entire creative team. And I kept seeing master's program, master's program. And I got, I was getting teary eyed in that moment. I was like, I'm going to get my master's told my family in that night when I got home next day, I researched whatever master's programs were still taking, (laughs) taking applications. Mm -hmm. And I submitted to actor studio drama school. And three months later came to New York for my audition, came to New York, let alone the East Coast for the first time ever. Wow. Um, for my audition um, and found out at my audition that I got in. There's actually a video of it that my friend recorded. I can ask her. I can try to find it. Find out that I got in and the rest is history. The rest is history. And so I, like in May, it was, I think it was like May 19th. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm moving to New York. And it was just like, I've been in New York for like 24 hours at the time and found out I got And I was there like, yeah, you're in and. I'm moving to New York, I guess. Wow. So did you go back home and then Yes, come of course. Back? Yeah, I went back home, spent the rest of the summer there, um, and then moved. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What was that that moment? Um, did it come as a, as a young girl? Like, did it come... Mm-hmm. At what point in your life did you say, you know what, I want to do this creative thing. Like, I want to do it. I knew. Um, I... I knew, but my parents, my parents are from Gary, Indiana. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jackson's. Yeah, yep, exactly. My parents are from GI. So, um, I, um, my 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 dad was in the the navy, which is how my parents ended up moving to California. I did not grow up with relatives around me. All of our family trips were going to Indiana to see family. Wow. Okay. So that's how we didn't have money to be going on family vacations. Family vacations was you go go see your relatives, you go see your grandparents. <laughs> that was family vacations growing up. So my parents did not have the means and nobody in my family we're, there's creatives but nobody to my knowledge had been actors. So I knew as a little girl my parents didn't know how to make that happen for me. Mm-hmm. So at church I would do what we call skits, right? Okay. Um, I write skits, I would write a lot and I remember distinctively in fifth grade I wrote an email to uh, not email, <laughs> yeah right, I wrote a letter a handwritten letter to Burger King to the Burger King Kids Club 
because you know you could sign up to be part of the Burger King Kids Club. They had the, I don't even know if they do that anymore. They probably do it online. What if they was do. that? Okay. Burger King Kids Club. I like don't think you I got that. free like toys and you got a Burger King one of the cardboard <laughs> crowns and like little knickknacks. Uh-huh. Um, and I think they sent you like random mailers every now and then. So I was a part of the Burger. I, I email. I sent an I mean, email. I need stuff. That I mailed a letter, handwritten letter on school school paper, asking if I could be in one of their commercials. I mailed it to the Burger King Kids Club, and then they didn't say anything back, but they sent me, like, Burger King Kids Club subscription stuff. So I'm sure whoever opened it was really moved. Like, this little girl wrote this letter in pencil (laughs) asking if she can be in commercials. And in return, they gave me – I was like, I don't want to be a part of Burger King Kids Club. I want to be on the Burger King Kids commercials. But I knew it was at a very early age. My my dad had the home video camera. And I'd just be like, hi, I'm Yamoria. Like, I knew at a very young age. I didn't know what it was, but I've always had that imagination. So it was something very innate. It was very innate. Very innate. Cool. So – Take me back to you're back in New York mm-hmm. and you're starting uh, your quest mm-hmm. on on becoming a yeah actress. Uh, yeah, so I was um, well. I just came here for grad school, so um, I got my I came here to get my MFA in acting after the first semester of grad school. That was in January of 2014. I always went back home during the, for the whole time. Yeah. I always went back home during the holiday break, which we had like five weeks off. So I'm I'm home. I'm working a temp job out there, and I see an email from the school saying, "Hey, we because the, the my cohort was comprised of directors, actors, and playwrights. That's how they compo- comprise the classes." Mm-hmm. So they were like, we need it. We need more playwrights. One of the playwrights had to defer, and they only had two at the time anyway. So can some of the actors apply to be playwrights? So you had to send them copies, sample work. I think I wrote some stuff and then sent them some stuff I had already written in undergrad, and I sent and I ended up getting in as a playwright. So then wow, now for that, from that moment forward, from January 2014 through graduation, I'm double mastering as an actor and a playwright slash screenwriting we did. Mm-hmm. You only got one degree, but I double, I studied playwriting full, full time. Okay. Just, yeah. So, um, and that was, and so I was acting and writing and building my writing portfolio. Like, it's so funny. Little did I know I was building what I now you know, I'm seeing come to fruition at yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, as far as your writing, like, what would you say, like, your writing style is? And, like, kind of, like, what's your... Uh, um, I have thing? the tendency... Uh, I have the tendency to kind of write stuff that's a little bit... It's either... Re- it's, like, really lighthearted and yeah. fun. And then it gets, like, super heavy. And you're like, what the... And like, the dark. sign up for? Yeah. Yeah. That's me. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't have too many things that are well. I have some stuff that's heavy, heavily comedic, but there's always it's always dark, darker comedy. Okay. Um, yeah. What were some of the first things you were writing like right out of grad school? Oh, right out of grad school. Yeah. I uh, love my roomie. Oh. Yeah. So I graduated in 2016. Right. So I had written a play called Expulsion. And then Artisha Man Man Cooper, Cooper Man, I'm mixing up your last name, girl. I'm sorry. Um, Artisha, um, she, um, she, I was, she graduated years before me and she's a producer. And I had reached out to her and we were just talking about, you know, what I'm going to do next. And I said, I need an actor's reel because I didn't have an actor's reel. Mm -hmm. She said, well, you wrote a bunch of stuff during grad school. Just shoot it. it, Right. So I was shooting a short film. I adapted a play into a short film. It's called Expulsion. It's about two roommates. There's a line in the play, I mean the play, in the film where the, one of the roommates says, I love my roomie. And we didn't rap production. I knew we weren't going to rap um and so then i ended up saying we're gonna make okay i'll just make little short little webisodes mm-hmm. called love my roomie and me and that team and my team during the time were like this is what we'll do and we'll use this as backstory during a crowdfunding campaign so that we can complete the film gotcha. and that is how love my roomie was born so love my roomie was kind of like a spinoff it was a spinoff and it was a it was a project. It was it was meant to be a means to an end. Do you know what I'm saying? It was okay. just like we're going to show backstory of how these roommates get to be in this crazy place so that by the time people have already contributed their money at the end of the crowdfunding campaign, we land at that last moment right before the movie will begin. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's what it was supposed to be. Are we still going to see um an expulsion? Um project? 
I don't know. Why not? I, I, why, not? why not? Well, because when I then decided to continue to film Love My Roomie, what was then season two, which now I just call Love My Roomie, mm-hmm. um, when I decided to continue to film back in 2017, people were like, I think that was the film. And it wasn't not on paper, but like that film happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that that I think that that has happened. Um, I can't be sure to be continued. You know, it's a lot of my, a lot of my journey in the last three years since I graduated grad school has just been like tracks kind of like being laid out and unraveling in front of me. I'm just kind of like, just going along for the ride. (laughs) Now I got to tell you this, you more like Mm -hmm. I've been kind of like watching your, your, your grind and your growth as far as this project goes over the past Mm -hmm. two, uh, two years. And, um, and I want to say congratulations on all the success of the show and, 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 and keep doing your thing and, and definitely congratulations on everything you've been doing and the Thank grind you. the grind is really you've been doing your thing yeah. now like let's talk a little bit about the show like let's mm-hmm. talk about the beginnings like how did you um uh, I already know how you came up with the concept mm-hmm. but let's talk about the process of oh. of creating the mm. show and <laughs> Going into production and coming up with the script and and, and kind of getting that thing together because I know it's it's. I mean, I'm still doing easy. it right. So, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, I'll just walk you through the process. Let's just go on that journey together. All right. Yeah. So, 2017. Um, I'm thinking in January of 2017 yeah. that I am going to. So we filmed all of season one, right? Which I now call Love My Roommate Digital Shorts because it is not the same as what was screened at Hip Hop Film Fest, you know, Urban Web Summit. It's not the same. Totally, yeah. um, totally different. So, um, but it inspired the okay. series, right? So I don't, I don't deal with it. Just different. Anyways, um, so January, 2017, I'm thinking we're going to film Love My Roomie, right? Season two, as it was called. Um, I had no money to film that. So, <laughs> and I was trying to do do it via Seed and Spark. And, you know, if you're familiar with their process, you have to, they want you to be very organized and ready and, a, yeah, and an yeah. industry, you know, standard as possible, as much as possible before you begin to crowdfund. I was not there. It took me four months to prepare the campaign. That's so right. then March, we, we launched in March of 2017. By April of 2017, I knew we weren't going to have no money to be, I knew we were not going to get 80% of that. Mm-hmm. of the money because you got to raise 80% pledges to even keep any. So Thank I just you. said enough. I'm not gonna spend the energy in the campaign signed up to become a nonprofit. My production company, all right productions through fractured Atlas. Now then money started coming in. It was tax deductible. Okay. Still, I think at that point, the most money I got in was maybe $2,000. Okay. Nothing that could, I mean, it, it helped, but it wasn't, you know, you know how big, how much needed a couple more zeros. Yeah. I need a couple more zeros. <laughs> right. Right. I want to double that 2000 at least. But, so yeah, let me just mm-hmm. stop you real quick. Mm-hmm. Hold that thought. Why, why see the spark over, um, Kickstarter and Indiegogo. Yes, Seed and Spark because first of all, at that time, I think it's since changed. They had a distribution um, channel. They were able to like filter your stuff to Netflix, Hulu. Like then they had perks where you, the filmmakers could get more information on post production distribution. There were a lot of perks. It was a filmmakers hub. Gotcha. So it it to me was going to give the project a very strong trajectory into being seen by the people that I need to see it, you know, Um, and the people that I want to see it. Right. So that it was, yeah, it was a choice. It was, again, that was research. This was all research. And Mm -hmm. Spark kind of made themselves a little bit more attractive to, to filmmakers by adding those. Oh yeah. I mean, they did. And and their, and their platform is attractive and they stream stuff on their platform. It is just a very attractive um, uh, thing for somebody who wants to continue to make film. Cause I know it's, it's, it's fairly new. It's been around for like maybe three or four years, maybe, Maybe, Five. yeah. I mean, but, yeah. I, I mean, love my roomie. So it's had to been over around longer than three because three years ago was when I was when I first looked them up. Looked them up. Maybe exactly three. Okay, so Fractured Atlas mm-hmm. nonprofit. Let's mm-hmm. take it from there. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, okay, so signed up. Then I was like, okay, I'm not. I'm gonna have to pay for this out of pocket. And that's the story. So many. That's then. You know, that's the story we all talk about on those panels at yeah. every single festival. Hold on. So you couldn't keep the two grand that you made. No, that well for Fractured Atlas, yes, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Okay, it wasn't going to be okay. enough for my Got entire it. production. It was a lot of deferred pay. Um, it wasn't going to be enough for the entire production. Yeah. Um, but 
miracles happen. And I really believe when you set that intention, you uh, the miracle of being able to still film it yeah. um, on barely any money is amazing. Yeah. And a lot of um, a lot of donations. We had a lot of great great sponsors um, that either cut their price for food for crafty mm-hmm. or craft services and and meals, or they donated. So there was a lot of things that came together. Um, yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk about where the show is now. Yeah. Where is the show now? Where is it? <laughs> people say people. I love on Instagram right now, especially since we've had recent buzz being on 2190. And I love how people are like, catch the show now. And I'm like, ain't nobody about to see the show nowhere. It's not. No, it's not anywhere. It's it's in my hard drive. Yeah. <laughs> it's on my four terabyte hard drive. You want to know what's so funny about that? Like <laughs> what? When I was talking to you about the show at the Urban Web Summit, yeah. I was like, when is an episode coming? Like a full-fledged episode yeah. of the season. And it's like... Yeah, no. There's like this mysterious... It is so funny. It's so um, funny. Aura around the show. like, yeah. and, 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 and it's kind of like you kind of hold it and, and, yeah. and you kind of like... Like what's up? Like when can what's we up? get what's a whole season? Because it's been almost a year, and I'm like, you're more like, where is this season? <sighs> so, at? so okay. Um, truth be told, anyone listening to this that has a really solid distribution channel, <clears throat> info at yallrightproductions.com. Hit me up. Um, truth be told, the series what what I was holding yeah. is first of all, I didn't want to release it last year. Well. I wanted to put it through festivals. That's first and foremost. Yeah. Um, so that was what I, I was. That was the intention, right? That mm-hmm. was what was happening. Um, and then after I won Best Director at Newark International Film Festival, Congratulations. thank you. That would have been September. I was looking like, okay, now where do I release the series? I was hoping that I would have some sort of distribution channel, um, and I'm still hoping for that. However, what ended up happening in October of last year mm-hmm. is I said, okay, well, since there were some agents that were interested in it for distribution and I said since I'm holding on this I'll just shoot some more and that is what happened so October November January this okay. of this year okay. we did more shoots I, I wrote more scenes and we wrote um, and um, I have a larger and a different and a very um, I was just very blessed with my with my current creative team and we just went in okay. and it's beautiful and now I now it's got to just finish post-production, right? That cost. <laughs> so pretty much um, your idea was to shoot the pilot? Yes, that's exactly. And kind of just work from the pilot. Ex- so my idea was to shoot the pilot, you, you to shoot a very long pilot or a mini series where you could see where these char- characters could go. Yeah. And to shop that, to gain interest, to then create a full-blown series. Yeah. That is always what we shot in 2017. Okay. However, since there's been the wait, it's like, okay, well, I might as well expand this series and just create it and figure out how that release is going to look. Yeah. Um, and I am very sure... Um, I'm just very sure in my spirit, and I literally have no secret that I'm hiding. I'm just very sure in my spirit by the end of this year, um, at the latest, by January, by December 31st at, at 11.59 p.m. Okay. <laughs> um, PST, I'm very confident that, that it will have a place where it's about to it be will. watched. Yeah. It will. Um, it will. It's, I'm very happy with where it is now. Well. Uh, last year, I was cool with it. I was okay. good. I was excited. Okay. I am extremely happy with where it is. And you haven't even seen what the – there is a full first episode now, by the way. Okay. Um, it's I saw bits done. and pieces of the pilot, you, pilot episode of season two. Yes. I think I did, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, what, yeah. what screened, yeah. Yeah, what screened. Yeah. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I like the fact that you're very, very strategic yeah. in how you're rolling – the uh the project out and like you're kind of taking your time and you're kind of like really and I've seen um I've seen all the cool uh so uh social media stuff that you've been putting yeah. out like you're putting out the cast and mm-hmm. the stuff looks amazing so I could definitely see like you're very strategic with the rollout mm-hmm. definitely cool and I can't wait to see it like yeah I'm like a fan of 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 this project and I want to see Thank it. You. Um, I also noticed that you actually uh, produced and you worked on some other stuff that mm-hmm. that wasn't yours. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about those projects that you kind of yeah. came in and, and kind of collaborated with other people on. Yeah, so uh, spot a true period piece would be the the number one um, 
that I would say that was amazing. The way I was at ABFF, and uh, Sesa Pledger, who is the director, the creator, writer, you know, creator, director, um, and one of the leads, she and I actually worked together at the time at a startup, which is how I met her. And then all this, like, this actor small world happened quickly. Mm-hmm. And I met her in September of 2017. And then here we are at ABFF you know, June of 2018 yeah. and she approaches me um, at ABFF and says, Hey, would you be willing to assist and direct? I know you have a lot going on. I said, I, w- I would love to, we were like two weeks away from production. They, she was heavy in pre-production at the time. Mm-hmm. And I came on as a assistant director and a producer of spot. We have, there's something exciting happening um, that I cannot tell you, Uh-oh. but there's some exciting things happening with spot. And there you go. Mysterious. <laughs> Mysterious. You'll know sooner than later, but unfortunately, I can't announce it on this podcast. <laughs> mysterious, calculated, yeah, and meticulous. I like that. Though. Just a businesswoman. That's it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> you got to be. You got to be. You yeah. can't just run around like mm-hmm. you know, yeah. willy nilly. Um, working out the kinks. Um, working out the kinks. I was a part of that team originally. I was the. I was one of the writers, and I was one of the. Um, and I was the one of the producers alongside Jay. Um, I haven't been a part of that project for some years now, but I was a part of the original creative team. So the pilot, I was heavily involved in the pilot. Cool, cool, Mm -hmm. cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about some some acting stuff now. Okay, cool. I've been seeing um, like the little snippets and I've been seeing some trailers from Pillow Talk. Oh, yeah, I'm Pillow Talk. I am a Pillow Talk. You know, it's so funny with Pillow Talk. I... I enjoy the I'm people don't believe me but I'm like I'm on the ride with everyone else because yeah. it comes out every other week so and I'm so busy that the week that it's not out I'm still working or whatever yeah. and then all of a sudden I look up and it's you know Sunday and I'm like oh Pillow Talk's about to come out Ooh, yeah. what's this episode about you know yes Pillow Talk oh, I love Pillow Talk yeah. I was you know I was filming that during during Urban Wet Summit right you, you were yes true story I we let's see so the day two days before the Urban Web Summit was a Friday, yes? It was, yeah. So we first filmed Pillow Talk on, I was first called to set on a Thursday. Okay. Friday, Urban Web. Saturday, I was back on set for Pillow Talk, but then left after we filmed, we wrapped. Yeah. And then I went to to later at night, Hip Hop Film Festival. Wow. And then, then we didn't film Sunday, but I was back and forth. I was filming in between wow, during that dope. festival. You want to yeah. hear something crazy about uh-huh. this? Um, how the six degrees of separation works. How? Um, Caleb and Ronnie, of course. Yes. Um, they were in Urban Web Summit first year with Tough right, Love. Right, right. Funny thing is, uh, Pillow Talk, my younger cousin who's into like audio and he's trying to come up and, uh-huh. and come up in the ranks in, in, in production, he actually worked on Pillow Talk. Really? In post? Yeah, no, um, as a PA. Oh, and, and I as, might have met and, him and, and And he kind of was like doing a lot of different things in audio and stuff That's like so that. Cool. I mean, just a young kid, just grinding, yeah. you know? And, and it's funny how like the circle That's works. That's so eh? funny how the circle works. And yeah, I knew yeah, that yeah, yeah. I knew that Ronnie and Caleb were there for the year before for Tough Love. And when you're in it, this is the thing, Oprah yeah. talks about this, but yeah. you got to try to take time to like step away and observe and be with the things because yeah. it's happening so fast. So and fast, it's like yeah. sometimes you can lose out the opportunity to enjoy it. Yes. You know, and it's like, how exciting. Like, yeah, Tough Love was in the year before. And then, you know, I'm LMR filming. in it. Yeah. yeah, LMR was in it. And during the same, I was leaving, you know, I was in between making sure LMR was screening, da, da, da. And then going yeah. to Pillow Talk. It was, it's just crazy to think how yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Cookie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the process of putting, putting, um, the process of prepping for a role, right? Mm-hmm. As an actress. Mm-hmm. Walk me through that process and walk me through a process of actually directing episodes mm. of LMR that you ha- actually have to act in. Oh, gosh. I, that's I've, tough. I've, I've, I've always wanted to talk to, to, to actors slash creators that, yeah. that are actually acting in things that they're directing mm-hmm. and writing. Because, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot that? of. Um, I'm actually in the process of. I'm in, I'm in writer process of a, yeah. of a short. Um, and I'm actually debating if I want to act in it or if I only di- want to direct it. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to only direct it okay. um, just because of where I need it to be a certain way. And I don't want my eyes to accidentally be – I don't want my attention to be split. Okay. Um, 
when I have all that financing and everything, yeah. I, w- I think that it'll be even easier to return to directing and acting at the same time. Right now, with a very indie budget, it's just very important to me that certain things are tight and those things I need to focus on only as a director-producer. So, okay, that's preparing for a role. Um, okay, well, I was trained to the method acting, I, I, but I did get my bachelor's degree in theater, so I've been, you know, with acting for okay. over a decade. Um I've been doing acting longer, but I've been studying it, you know, um, over a decade. Um, I, you know, a lot of approaching the role, first of all, I, I am a fan and I'm a true believer in no judgment. I think that when you judge the role, you are already outside of it. The moment you're ju- – and unless the person is, you know, so then if it's, a, if it's a character who judges themselves, right, so then you're living into that. But you can't judge them for judging themselves. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, I think judgment is the first thing that you have to strip off. And that's very hard if you're ever playing the villain or the antihero, of which I don't think I've had any roles to date that are like that. Uh-uh, kind of. Um, judgment, you have to find their humanity. Okay. Um, and it's a lot of finding backstory. You, you look through, you study the script. You have to do that dramaturgy and figure out, okay, the time, place, where am I? Um, it's a lot of research, mm-hmm. you know, depending on the role. Some stuff is you don't have to research heavily, especially if it's set in present day um, or if it's very close to your life. Um, and then and then you get there. And then, of course, there's a memorization. And once you are really, truly off book, I believe you'll be able to explore um, and, you know, theater and film mediums present different opportunities yeah. and, and stipulations that, you know, yeah. that make them different and special in their own way. Theater, I find I have a lot more exploration. Film, you know, being what it is, we ain't got time for you to be doing a bunch of different t- – you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we need continuity. You can't continuity, be doing a yeah. bunch of different things yeah. unless a director says so, yeah. you know. As a director, right, mm-hmm. myself, as a director-writer, um, and you direct and act, mm-hmm. how much um, – as an actress, how much input or how much direction do you look for from the director? As and far me as, as an actor. Okay. As an actor, like into developing mm-hmm. the backstory, developing like those nuances and, mm-hmm. this, and like those little quirks and quirks about a character. Or like, do you kind of talk yeah. to me about that? Well, first, to who much is given, much is required. And that includes the things that you're called to do or the things that you find are your calling. Yeah. So if I'm going to walk around and say I'm this award-winning director, then I had better be the one of the easiest actors for a director to work with. Okay. See what I'm saying? So my first thing is I'm going to come prepared. I need to know. I need to come focused, prepared. I need to... Um, every director is different, but I know what my job is as an actor. Okay. And I also know... Not every I don't know every single director's personality, obviously, but I understand certain innate uh, pressures that are on directors mm-hmm. and certain things that they care about, both film and theater, right? So I'm not going to sit there and be challenging to work with or unprepared. That's the first thing mm-hmm. um, that I that I want to do is I want to be prepared for the director. I want to be open and ask questions, but also read the room and read the director. If they're not if they tell you to do something or they want you to hit this mark or they feel like this line means this or you're not, don't question them. Do what they say mm-hmm. and see if you can fill it out. You know, um, definitely have dialogue. But I think sometimes it can be, you know, it's you have to understand even as an actor who can direct, like I'm not watching myself. Let them and I'm not I'm not in their head. I don't have their vision. So I'm here to serve their vision mm-hmm. as pertains to the text. You have to learn to follow. Leaders must follow. You know, so I follow. I think as a director, like I love collaborating with, uh, uh, um, you know, with actors and actresses. Mm -hmm. Like whatever's written on the paper, Mm -hmm. a lot of times I like to get their their opinion on it, Mm -hmm. like their view on it. Like I know what's written and I kind of know where I was coming from, like my intentions. But I like to kind of like give it to you and be like, give me your take on this. Yes. And a lot of times... um, I like to go with the actor's take on it because yeah. they're going to be the one performing it. Yes. And it might be something that I that I missed or something that I wasn't mm-hmm. thinking of. It's a collaboration. So I it like is. to kind of give the actor or the actress, like, you know, freedom to kind of, like, mm-hmm. take that thing and kind of give their, their perspective and mm-hmm. their look on it. And I think a lot of times um, where some directors fail is where they, like, they're super stringent. Yeah, And it's super true. strict on whatever's on that paper or, or, or like, whatever their original mm-hmm. vision and I've vision, been fortunate vision that- is. Anyway, so far, I've not dealt with any directors who have been that way um, yeah. so far um, in my career. Not to say I never will, but I, it's always a collaboration. I just yeah. think that I just think that um, 
the first thing for me as an actor, I like to try the director says. And if I have questions about it, then, or if I'm like, this is why I feel like this isn't working for me, mm-hmm. I'm not able to deliver. Or also sometimes you just have, need to interpret. Sometimes the director will say, can you blah, 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 and you're like, oh, you know what? This is what they want. You yeah. have to, you have to under, it's, it, I mean, it's a, it mm-hmm. really is a certain fitness and it and it's something you have to continue to hone in yeah. that craft. Um, As a director, I'm definitely, I mean, especially in film, I'm like, Okay, what? You think you know what? You're right. Okay. I definitely I'm very collaborative. I'm um I I have certain expectations when it comes to preparedness, preparation, mm-hmm. but I'm very collaborative with actors. Yeah. Um and it's always when actors are prepared, mm-hmm. it allows us to be more collaborative. I love when the least are prepared. prepared you are, yeah. right? And yeah. I say this from even being an actor, the less prepared you are, the less room we have for you don't have room to to, to ask the director questions. You don't know what you're doing. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know? I mean, so. as far as directors, like, we'll get, like, we have our techniques down. Mm-hmm. The technique is down. Everybody's in place. Uh, cameras are rolling. Cameras mm-hmm. up. Audio is up. Everybody's in place. Now it's kind of like time for the actor yeah. to do the thing. It's time for the actor to deliver. Mm-hmm. And when you have an actor, actress that's not unprepared, mm-hmm. it um it kind of takes a lot of air and energy out of the, mm-hmm. um, out of the room. Mm-hmm. And it also kind of... um. It sets you back. It sets it production back. It does. You, you know you're speaking specifically to film and that. It's so true. Yeah. I mean, it It, it sets you back. It sets it you does. back, period. It sets you back. It makes your day longer. It puts you behind. It does a lot of things yeah. that in on an indie budget or a self-funded project, we just don't have. Yeah. Um, it's not in our best interest to be doing that. It really is never, but it's especially not in that kind of you know um, realm where we're really trying to get out of the location and time. We're, do- yeah. we're doing a lot of other things. It does. So, again, pre- Preparation, though, when you're prepared, now you have the opportunity, perhaps, you yeah. know, depending on what we're doing, to do some play. And now we're having fu- we're having fun. And you know, everybody everybody wants a, a great prod a product. You know, yeah. everybody wants to. What person? I don't care if you're paing sound, whatever, doesn't want to see something that they were involved in on HBO or on the big screen. Come Absolutely. on, you you all want it to be. You know That's what it should be. Yeah, That's you want it to be. You know, live up to beyond its potential. You know what? That's how I build my teams. Mm. I want teams of people who they're. I don't. I want them to continue to work with outside of just me. But I want people who really are excited about the potential Absolutely. of something. That's how I want to build my teams. I don't want just a bunch of people who just want to be there just because. You yeah. Know? You gotta. You gotta love what you do at the very least. Yeah. Right? And like now, you know, like when the web series. Um, I mean, like, web series have been around forever, right? Mm-hmm. But now, like, when you had, like, the, I'll call it the reemergence and the renaissance yes. era of oh. uh, web series, yeah. which is kind of like now, like, it's it's not about fun anymore. It's not about, it's it's real because, it's, like, we've seen where it could go, right? Yes. So, like, when we put a pro- all the time. So, like, when we put a project together yes. and we put a team together and we get ready to shoot, yep. it's real deal. Like, we're shooting this with the intentions of having this on a, on the premium uh, streaming service or TV, it's, it's, it's not a game anymore. It's not a game, and so I and <laughs> and with that, there's layers to that too, right? Yeah. Because um, and one day, I mean, I don't. I've watched a lot of Issa's interviews. I can't. I can't say what she said that the experience was like um, as far as her collaboration. I know a lot of her friends, you know, came together to create. Right. Some people were like, I don't know, DPs or whatever. People came mm-hmm. together. During, what we're in now is a period where everyone sees, like you just said, where creating your content can go. Like literally, and then we and and these major networks are seeking people who have quality stories. Maybe their their content doesn't look as great, but their story is bomb. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So people are seeking. So now there's a lot of money being put into this stuff. We can no longer and you you know as far as holding LMR, yeah, it's going through complete post production. I can't. I do not believe it. Now I'm not. I don't have millions of dollars or even thousands of dollars to throw away or to throw at the project. But I'm going to put my best foot forward because yeah. when it is released it is then it's released it's in a canon like i can no longer take that back and say you didn't see that yeah you know what i'm saying our eye is trained our ear is trained sound mm-hmm. we are just we we are sharper with when it comes to our digital content yes and it's no longer just a world of like you can put a bunch friends can come together but friends better they better 
make some some quality stuff. We're Absolutely. just there. We're just there. Yeah. I mean, who we knew are. five years ago that we would be thinking about getting colorist for our web series? Like, we got to put it through grading. Like, whatever your web series, yeah. you're putting it through grading. Yeah. You know, you got a sound engineer. What is you, what you're mastering? Yeah. Like, that's where we are. That's where we are yeah. now. It, it is the industry. High. Yeah, it is the industry. It is not. Um, I want to be when you are making a web series, you are a you are a filmmaker yes. of sorts, and you are establishing the kind of filmmaker you want to be. Absolutely, I look at um, like when you do your episodes, mm-hmm. every episode is like a little mini short film. Mm-hmm. It sure is. That is what it is. Yep. Absolutely. Um, what medium do you like mm-hmm. most as an actress, uh, theater or film? I. I like them for different reasons. Okay, let's um, talk about it. I just returned to the stage. I'm in a play right now, Opportunity. We're back on tomorrow. Um, and I am in love with being on stage. It is just, I can't even like, oh, it's just such a good feeling. Oh, it's just amazing. Why do actors always like glow and like <laughs> smile from ear to ear when they talk about theater? Like they just. Oh, because, oh, it's magical. <laughs> you're live and, and you're and. You know, given proper pre- preparation and, yeah. and um, a certain level of, I don't want to say mental health, but a certain level of self-love and not self-deprecation, you're going to understand that mistakes happen on stage, right? Yeah. And you hopefully learn from them and you don't carry them with you. But those, those certain, those beautiful little things that happen on stage that was that were different because people are in different places and you're hearing lines differently. I mean, it's just the the liveness of it, the it being live, yeah. you having room to move within, you know, within the you know, confines of like what what is the, the giving circumstances of the play and the setting. But like just that that ability to live into your body and to every inch of your body, every finger, every toe, that ability to just be that way. Oh, it's just, it's so fulfilling. It is literally the same feeling as having this really crazy workout. And then after you're like, oh, I feel like you just walk right. Like, Hey, Uh, that's that feeling. (laughs) It's like, like you're free. You're free. Free. It's amazing. And you can improv and you could do certain things. I I mean, mean, you could do it in film as well. I I mean, I don't know. You can. Not much move for improv on the stage. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the show. It depends on the the red. It depends on a lot of things. Okay. Um, But. But you can, you know, you're just in the moment. And there's things that are locked. You can't be like, you know, not directors don't want all of you to just redirect yourself. Yeah, but it's just the their liveness of it. Again, it's the human connection of it. And yeah, then you have yeah. that energy from your audience. It's yeah. just, oh, you're yeah. just, it's a, it's electric. So you love theater. I love theater. Yeah. That's my start when it comes gotcha, to acting gotcha. is theater. How was, um, how was it working on Pillow Talk? It was amazing. It, it was, wow, like. It was a master class in itself because mm-hmm. Ronnie and Caleb are so like the way that they just even watching it. I'm like, oh, my God, I remember that moment. And it's an entire moment. The way that they are able to create and craft worlds um, in such a quick time. And, and Caleb just started last week. He's posting. Did you see how he's like posting a little bit of the script and he has like a little visual and he gives a little tips yeah. about like the backstory of the creative process. I love that he's doing that yeah. now. And um, and his first one, he was talking about what you can do without budget and don't let budget stop you. I'm paraphrasing, but don't yeah. let budget stop you from doing it, from doing mm-hmm. following that dream and making it happen. And just seeing what they're able to do is yeah. amazing. Like I'm watching like, Oh, I remember that. And we reworked that scene and wow, look how it turned out and it, and it works. It's a, it's been an amazing experience. And even the quick turnover, you know what I'm yeah. saying? The, the way that they are able, like very much like a machine and we, we filmed it and um, it came out first episode came out in February. Yes. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. it looks good too. Like right. I love it. Like yeah. I love it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's Anything beautiful. that breaks the fourth wall. I like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, we're just, Though so, um, amazing. Tough Love got picked up. They're on um, something like TV One Cleo spinoff. TV, they yeah. are mm-hmm. spinoff of TV One, right? Clear, right? Yes. Uh huh. Cool, mm-hmm. cool, cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's there. I mean, like the yeah. the lanes are there. Like, do you notice how like all these new platforms uh-huh. are kind of being created, and, and like all these new streamers are, are being creative specifically for us? Yes. And kind of, kind of like targeting us. Yes. I, I do. I do. And I think it's amazing. And I think it's exciting. And it's all positioning and yeah. preparation and, and also, you know, hard work, you know, yeah. you have to it's there's a lot more quiet than there is loud. Yeah, there's a lot more hum than there is buzz. Yeah, you know, during is a lot more quiet when you're just like by yourself and grinding out and you're looking at people's stories and everybody's out. And I mean, I, I've lost not lost, but I can't what three 
summers of watching everybody summer it up and I'm sitting there grinding and, you know, by yeah. myself in the hot apartment doing, yeah. you know, working on Love My Roomie. It's, yeah. you know, it's a lot more of that, but the joy of of seeing your work be, rec- like it. Yeah, be recognized like it. in ways beyond what you imagined and resonating with people. That's what's exciting for Pillow Talk for me is, yeah. you know, I play Mia in Pillow Talk and yeah. I didn't expect people to have so much to say, Lord. It was exciting though. It's fun. Now, the reason I asked you about Pillow Talk, because um, you're a writer, mm-hmm. uh, director, creator, and like mm-hmm. an actress, but then you're working on someone else's project. Mm-hmm. Um how is that for you? I mean, like, how do you go through that mental? I mean, like, how do you approach it? And like, when you're on set, like, mm-hmm. are you very like, mm, I probably want to did that, mm, or like, or you just strip down your actress mode and I'm just here to act, like, I'm not here mm-hmm. to kind of like. Um, I do try to remove myself and just get, again read the room and read like, can't are they asking for help? If so, I'm right here. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't. I don't ever compare and say I would have, should have, could have done. I think that that's a trap. Um, you don't know unless you're in someone's situation. Mm-hmm. And um, also, like, they're Ronnie and Caleb. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. I was so I was they're so dope. excited and happy that they casted me and and loved the series and the mm-hmm. role. Um, and if anything, I was just like, wow, like it's an honor to be here and let me make sure I'm oh, off cool. book on my line so that when it, the camera's yeah. on me, I know what I'm doing. That was based, yeah, that was yeah, really yeah. where my mind was at. Like I want, I, they, you know, create very profound and timely and exciting. Yeah. And, and their visuals are Yeah, amazing. content, it's just in dope. general, yeah. right? So Star it's just like, it, yeah. I, I want to do my job here and yeah. serve. Um, I am not a fan of anyone who sits on a set and thinks they could have done something better. Yeah. Um, I don't like that on my own set, so I wouldn't do that on anyone else's. Yeah. It's inappropriate. Yeah. No, you wouldn't yeah. have. Yeah. You're not <laughs> a good collaborator when you do that. You got to be totally be in the moment. And you got to like, totally play your part. It's play your part, and also yeah. like. What's the point of that? There's just such negative energy. It's the it's the opposite of creative. The creative yeah. energy is to be there and to be present. You know, it's it you. I never, yeah, those things don't cross my mind. I'm thankful to God that I actually have been through so much struggle with my own series and my own work in general. It's, I'm grateful for it now because it's humbled me in the fact that like, I don't go and complain about stuff because I understand that like, you don't know what it's like. So I'm sitting there like, how can I serve you? How can I serve your vision? And that's on stage. That's in every way. I'm not sitting there like, how can you serve me? Nah, that's not, that's not the party. That's not the memorial party (laughs) you know what's so funny about that like i've just kind of learned to kind of like remove myself from certain situations Mm -hmm. like when i've um you know like when i'll go direct something that i didn't write Mm -hmm. parts of me go relax Mm -hmm. if you have issues with the script it's okay yeah you're just here to direct yeah and you got to remove yourself and you got to kind of reprogram your thing and be like this is you didn't write this. You just mm-hmm. had to direct. Maybe mm-hmm. you could give a little couple little, mm-hmm. um, you know, suggestions here and there. But you got to lock in and then collaborate. Yeah, and collaborate. collaborate. Like, you I, know what I'm saying? So I, think, so I get it. I really think being a woman, being a black woman, I've had so many people think that they know better than me about how I should do things. Yeah. I, I, I promise you when I say I do not go on anyone's set whether it be a stage, I don't go anywhere and think that I should have, could have, would have done something better yeah. than them. Yeah, I, yeah. That's just, and I'm thankful again. Like I've been through so much of people doing that to me and yeah. I, sucks. it sucks and it's hurtful. And I just thank God for it because I think that that's partly the reason why it doesn't cross my mind to ever think Good. that it's just come there to do your job and, don't be sitting there critiquing other people who are courageous to do their work. Yeah, you can yeah. tell I'm a content creator because I got an attitude. When I say like, very, don't very critique courageous. someone who's courageous to do their work. <laughs> like, what you doing? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, Absolutely. we're not doing that here. Good, good. <laughs> I love it. How did the collaboration with 2190 come about? Come about? How did the yeah. uh, collaboration 2190? Um, well, I went to the Summit 21 last year. That's not how. This has nothing to do with how it came about. Okay. Um, Cherie, who wrote the um, the feature on Love My Roomie, has been supportive of Love My Roomie since 2017. She and I have yet to meet in person. Cherie, if you listen to this, I can't wait to meet you one day. Um, we have yet to meet in person, but we have consistently um, lifted each other. Okay. Um, and we check in every now and then, and it's that kind of relationship. Um, and she just supports the vision and she supports me and it was a check-in and it was like okay um i i want to release this rebranding because the series has also been rebranded i have a brand manager 
Um, so there's a lot of stuff that's happened. Mm-hmm. That is also why it's just hasn't been ready because I'm rebranding it and just being very, again, strategic. It's the series at the end of the day. I was talking to one of the actors yesterday who I happened to work with. And I was just like, listen, it's just it's my it's a film in the sense of like the weight in mm-hmm. the sense of like the the way the casting a lot of films go through this where it gets made and you're waiting years before you see it. Mm-hmm. It's that situation. Um, but but yeah. She's been a supporter. So, mm-hmm. what can people expect um, from Elamar? Because it's because I know people are waiting for it. Yeah, and that's another reason too much is given, much is required. So it, I have a lot to deliver. Um, I can't deliver it all, but I'm going to deliver as best I can. Um, what can people expect? It's binge. It's something you will binge. So binge worthy. It's binge worthy. You you have to binge it in order to get the full story because it was written in such a way that it was written as very one very long pilot or film or whatever oh. co- is written continuous. Mm-hmm. It all takes place in less than forty eight hours, and it was written for you to get a scope into these women's lives. And so it is. If it's more episodic now when I did the rewrites than originally, mm-hmm. but it is still very much so. Like you watch it continuously, you pause and you go back to it. Oh. Um, you're going to get issues of uh, light issues on in terms of immigration in terms of um, the differences that a lot of black women face our class you're going to get um, conversations with or perhaps it will spark conversations regarding um, mental health and um, you know secret addictions with with women of color um, yeah cool. yeah it's cool. it's got some heavy stuff and um, it will require a lot of conversation surrounding it when it comes out so i'll be cool i'll be doing that cool and like right now um there's no set home for it yet as far as there's platform no set home for it yet no. got it got it what advice would you give to young aspiring female creatives um I, this is the number one thing i'm gonna say and this is perhaps people will probably not like whatever whatever this what i'm gonna say is say it say it i'm um, say this um <laughs> You're going to have to be okay being alone. Um, you're going to have to be okay sometimes feeling alone. You're not alone. It's going to feel lonely sometimes, um, especially if you're spearheading, you know, a big ship. Um, it's going to feel lonely. You have to realize that people have other things going on. You cannot expect people to always think about your project. It's not personal. It's business. Um, and But you have to hold on to your vision. And that's the thing. You have to keep it. You have to protect it. You have to keep it because it's yours. And you cannot be mad if other people tap out. You can't be mad if other people drop out. You just can't be mad. You're going to have to keep pushing forward no matter what. Yeah. Um, and you're going to you're going to have to be okay with those lonely nights. You're going to have to welcome those because if you don't, you'll set yourself back. You, you're not going to be able to hang, keep up with the Joneses all the time. Yeah. You ain't going to be able to go to every party. Sacrifice. Yeah, you're going to have a, a lot, lot of sacrifice. sacrifice yeah. And a, again, like yeah. I said, a lot more hum than there is buzz. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, um, where can – first of all, like what's what's next for you? Like what's going on now? What's on the horizon? Like what's coming up in the immediate mm-hmm. future for Miss Umoria, right? Um, so what's coming on you know, in the future, you know, currently this year we'll see, you know, spot things are coming together with that. Spot's in the film festival circuit or it's about to be. Um, so, yeah, things are coming together for spot. So there will be a lot of that for me. Um, as well as a lot of uh, PR for LMR. Um, there's exciting um, team. We are waiting for LMR. Like we're team that for I'm LMR. working with. Yeah. yeah, there'll be a lot. It'll it'll be it'll be coming out. Um, and I'll be working on a short. Um, cool. I'll be working on a short. I'm gonna be pretty quiet about it. I think. Okay. Um, I think it's gonna be a pretty quiet thing until writing it's and released. directing. Um, writing and directing. Cool. Yeah. That's the one I was telling you about earlier. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, working on a short, um, really excited about that and acting as well. Um, I'm emceeing a black web fest next year, uh, next month. That hasn't been announced yet. Just pre-announced. Well, by the time people oh, hear with, it, um, I'm sure it be announced. Victoria. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll be uh, back. Black um, I'm emceeing for, um, Katie Mack, who is a profound filmmaker and a friend. I'm emceeing for her, um, 
premiere party next next week, March thirtieth. Nice. Yeah. So just I'm out there. I'm doing. I'm doing. Working. Yeah. I'm working. I'm working. I'm working. Creating. Working. Working. Cultivating. One of the hardest working women in the business, Missy Murray. Right. Thank you for so. Uh, thank, thank you so you. much. Thank, thank you, you so much. I appreciate it. Like this is a long time coming. Like we were supposed to sit down and have this conversation yeah. a while back. So it was definitely great that you blessed my platform. Yes. Um. Again, thank you so much. Um, Women's History Month, y'all. We rocking out with some dope, influential women. Um, So I'm signing out. Yeah. Intellectual Property Podcast, Dallas Alexis. Always remember to envision it, create it, share it, and make sure you're getting paid for it. Oh, snap. Peace. (laughs)